Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, yo, welcome back, Solar Warrior, for another Tactical Tuesday, conversations with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business and career and grow with us here on Suncast. You know, if Thursdays are a thoughtful insight into the who of the industry, consider this the what and how, the tools of the trade, if you will. Sometimes we bring content from one or many of our live broadcasts and trainings. Today is just such a Tactical Tuesday. As you well know, if you've been listening along, I was at Intersolar North America in Long Beach a couple of weeks ago. Not only did I get a chance to broadcast live with my good buddy, Birchie, Andrew Birch, which we aired last Tuesday, but I also got to interview a good friend of mine and client and actually sponsor here on Suncast, Omid Badkube of Yata Energy. Many of you are in the commercial and industrial space Many of you are curious how solar and storage get paired together and what's on the bleeding edge or the leading edge of technology and innovation. Thanks to our friends at InterSolar North America, I was able to interview Omid live from the innovation stage at the trade show. And that's what you are about to enjoy. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us again and level up your game. Remember, you can always find resources and Learn more about today's guest and recommendations in the show notes over at mysuncast.com. While you're at it, I hope you'll subscribe to the show and whatever podcast platform you are listening to right now. And go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, as many of these conversations eventually end up over there in little video clips, or at least they certainly will be coming out in 2022. You just search for Suncast Media over on YouTube. It's easy enough, trust me, but we'll also link to it in the show notes. But for now, let's get down to business and tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, with another practical, tactical, live conversation here on Suncast. All right, Solar Warriors, this is what we call a tactical Tuesday. It's not Tuesday right now, but we're live at InterSolar. These are practical tips and advice to build your solar business and career. Today, I have the privilege of interviewing a guy that I've known for a while and that you guys have all heard on the Suncast podcast, Omid Batkube of Yada. Energy. We're going to touch on all the things that have evolved in their business, in their model, and here on the show floor, even in the last uh, six or seven months since you were on the show. Omid, welcome back to Suncast. Thanks, Nico. Thanks for having me on again. It's a pleasure. You know, before everything else, I want to jump into the fact that we are live here at InterSolar. And, you know, before everything else, thank you to the InterSolar folks for giving us a chance to have an interview here live on the floor. It's been an incredible show in terms of traffic, I've been really actually impressed. Despite, despite the pandemic, there's a lot of interest. What are your team experiencing? What are you seeing on the show floor, especially with regards to the fact that this is energy storage, North America as well. And you guys are, as far as I can tell, one of the hot new topics about storage. Yeah, thanks, Nico. First of all, it's, it's just great to be out at a trade show again. It's been a long time. This just shows how resilient the industry is, that everyone's here and they're practicing all the, all the safe rules. Everyone's been wearing a mask. 
Um, I think our teams learn what it's like to talk all day long through a mask. It's, it's a little bit of a challenge. Uh, but at the same time, there's a high level of excitement here for the industry coming back, um, stronger than ever. Energy storage is all over the place. You can't see a booth today that doesn't have storage involved in some way or another. So I feel like a lot of folks, especially walking the train show floor, they're just full of questions, right? What are some of the questions that you hear that folks are trying to solve for right now in 2022 that show how you know, storage is really tantamount to scale for our industry? Yeah, I think you know, everyone has seen that there's an uptake in demand for storage. The end users, the end customers all want energy storage. You know, how do you create a simplified system? How do you, how do you streamline it? How does it become commonplace? How does it get modeled and priced and the payback economics modeled? And so, and we also see a huge uptake in just wanting more deployments of solar in general, whether it's residential, CNI, or utility scale. There's a huge demand spike for just having solar assets that are tied to ESG goals for companies, um, but also tied to the up and coming demand that everyone's predicting with electric vehicles. We're going to have a two to three X increase in the demand for electricity. How are we going to meet that? It's going to be best met with rapidly deployed solar assets. So for those who maybe didn't tune into your first episode or they weren't privy to some of the articles written, you know, solar startup of the year 2019 at SPI, you guys have won accolade after accolade, but you've built an architecture that is, uh, I'll call it, it is different from the, your average solar, solar system architecture. Can you give us the script notes on the architecture specifically, what's different? And then I'd like to dig into some of the observations I've made standing around your booth of folks that are in, interacting with your product. So let, for those who are listening uh, after, you know, obviously not here live, or maybe those who don't recognize Yada at all, tell us a little bit about your product and where it came from. Sure. Just on a high level, Yada Energy was created. Our mission is to simplify energy storage. And one of the ways that we simplify energy storage is following the trends of the industry of how do we bring more value than just uh, the basics. And so we've created what's called panel-level storage. We've created a storage device that intrinsically installs literally directly behind solar modules with our very innovative thermal management technology. And our product is just as simple to install as, say, a ballast block and a microinverter. It fits into that same profile. Yeah. So it gives customers, especially in the CNI sector, the ability to now deploy storage, quote it, and work into projects uh, with a very easy effort. And a lot of the geeks are going to all automatically say, well, how does this work? Like, what kind of, what kind of chemistry are you using, et cetera? We can dig in a little bit more to some of the, some of the more esoteric questions that get asked. But do you want to speak a little bit to the chemistry you've chosen for sure. something that's behind the panel on a rooftop? Yeah, I mean, so this is a, this is a wild idea. I think uh, anyone that look, takes a look at it. But, you know, at one day in time, putting microinverters behind panels was a crazy idea. And now it's been perfected, and it's become a dominant form of, of power conversion. Um, the same thing with energy storage. We created a very unique technology that helps mitigate against heat gains and cold. And so we've created a, uh, the ability to have panel-level storage to begin with. And then what's very unique to us is we use an LFP chemistry. Uh, we were with LFP lithium iron phosphate from day one because it is intrinsically very safe um, against some of the other formats of lithium. Right? But you know, the, the other thing to know is what makes lithium-based chemistries very dangerous is the high potential area of having it all congregated in one location. And our entire architecture is decentralized and distributed. Yeah. And so it's a very safe way to deploy energy storage. Yeah, the idea of a rapid fire just sort of moving throughout the entire storage array, if that were a problem, doesn't it, it would be mitigated with your system. Beyond sort of that safety concern, I think that the number one safety concern that, or not safety, number one sort of 
question or concern or outlier that folks ask, and it was my first question when I met you, is I don't get it. Heat is the death of energy storage. The, behind the solar panel on the roof is, by definition, like pre- practically the second hottest place. Like in the sun, in front of the solar panel, be the hottest place. How have you mitigated that such that not only you've got IP around it, but you've been able to raise capital around it? First of all, it's important to note, wherever you, if you're doing outdoor-based storage, you're going to get high temperatures, whether it's on a wall or inside of a shipping container or inside of a cabinet. It actually gets sometimes hotter to be in those locations than behind a shaded module, right, which is a, this big misnomer. But that's our core IP. So we developed a very unique thermal management system by working backwards and seeing temperature data of how hot can it get, for example, in Phoenix, Arizona, at the peak of the summer, and can we create a battery product that can actually last in those temperature cycles? And it turns out the, the, the technology we created doesn't just apply to our product. It's actually very valuable for any based exterior-based energy storage product. Because right now, most companies that have products do nothing. There's no thermal management at all in their products. I know early on, that was the question that you had to address ad nauseum as you were raising a pre-seed and a seed. You've recently closed, congratulations, a Series A it's a major milestone, typically denotes that you've reached product market fit and you're starting to ship product. Tell me a little about getting the Series A with a product in a, in a format that people are not used to and talk a bit about the, the, the nature of the Series A. What's next for Yada? Sure. Yeah, we recently closed a sizable Series A um, and it's basically to help our efforts to finalize production. We are now in market, so we're, we're producing units and we're shipping them to customers. It's a very exciting place to be after many, many years of development. We are ready to take orders. So uh, most storage systems today have about at least a 12-month lead time. We can kind of beat that, but we are getting close to being sold out for what we can produce even for this year. That just shows how big of a demand there is right now for energy storage uh, in the marketplace. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I wanted to just let you know how much of an impact you have on Suncast. Yeah, you, thank you for clicking play. Without you, this show is just me shouting into the void. But there's still people who don't even know about Suncast. I know, I can hardly believe it myself. <laughs> but that's where you can help me yet again. There's a simple way that you can show some love and help others discover the show. If you cruise over to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash Suncast, I'd love it if you would leave a five-star rating and enthusiastic review. That's possibly the single kindest thing that you could do for me today. So if the show has helped, inspired, or even entertained you at all, I'd love it if you would head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash suncast and give me a virtual two thumbs up. Are you in the Massachusetts solar market? Well, if you are, I have an exclusive partnership opportunity I'd like to talk with you about related to the Massachusetts Smart Energy Program. Please feel free to email me, nico at mysuncast.com, if the following applies. We're looking for folks with system sizes between 5 kilowatts and 500 kilowatts in the Eversource and National Grid service areas. We can help convert disqualified leads and turn them into revenue. We're looking for turnkey EPC services and success fees can be paid at agreed upon milestones. We'll help you convert unqualified solar leads and turn them into revenue. No credit or utility bill required, and we can work on all kinds of different properties. Small commercial, rental property, places of worship, schools, multifamily condos, strip malls. Yeah, all of those 
places that you have heretofore been unable to put solar because they're unqualified or even residential leads that have DQ'd. And maybe you're a lead gen provider or know someone. All these types of projects we'd love to help you with. And we can give you more information if you want to reach out to me at nico at mysuncast.com and mention Massachusetts Smart Energy Program in the subject line. Well, speaking of demand, 2022 and beyond, we all recognize, and it's, it's in, it is part and parcel to what I've heard from you as the underlying thesis of why CNI rooftop storage made sense for you as a category to attack. It's the last bastion of hope for us in terms of scale, right? There's millions and millions of square feet of commercial rooftops in the United States. Yet, we do see that regulations can tend to be that unknown inhibitor of market growth and market scale. As you look across the landscape of the year, what, are you, what is your CTO and technology team looking to mitigate in terms of perhaps potential regulations that would slow down your ability to scale? Yeah, I mean, so we're, we are designing a product right now to meet all the requirements of the NFB 855 requirements. The product is undergoing UL 9540A testing. We're very confident once we prove to the AHJs how safe the system is, we can actually become one of the first formats of storage that can be standardized in an approval process because we're essentially the same thing repeated over and over again. Oh, wow, that's really cool. And, uh, and I, I want to also plug, we're so not only... Like over-the-counter permit for storage. Especially if, some, if they've already permitted a system like ours, whereas everyone else, you know you have to figure out first and foremost where that storage is going and you have to submit complex engineering plans. In some markets, it's $200,000 just to go through that process, right? And with us, you by default know where your storage is going and if it's proven to meet all the requirements, then AHJs should have no issues repeating a permitting process for it, right? When I look at a technology like yours, my mind immediately goes to all the conversations I've had with all the rooftop uh, owners who maybe can't even utilize the... 100 kilowatts they're going to deploy, but they've got another what looks like farm level of of real estate that's untouched. How does the ability to deploy distributed rooftop storage allow facility owners and asset owners to maximize all that acreage? Yeah, so first, you know, we are not exclusive to rooftop CNI. Uh, It's our beachhead market because we solve so many pain points. I mean, when you look at a CNI project, you know where your solar panels are going. You, you likely know where your inverters are going. You have no clue where your storage is going. We solve that problem. And our architecture also allows you to add storage in an incremental format. You can size it any ratio to the PV, and you can size any amount of kilowatt hours to that ratio. But with that being said, we actually have a lot of requests also for ground mount systems. Uh, we're also integrating now to solar canopies as well. And so we're not exclusive to, you know, rooftop systems. We just solve the most pain points in that initial target market. Yeah, so I have a quick clarifying question. I know that you guys came out maybe a year, year and a half ago with a relationship with Panel Claw that's kind of drop in as a ballast replacement for Panel Claw. Is that also retrofit capable? It is. So if you have any project with the Claw RFR system and you secure the Yada DPI inverter, you can make that site storage ready where you can come back and add at any point in the future of that project site additional storage. You simply come, you remove the ballast blocks, and you insert the solar leaf and update the gateway, and voila, you have energy storage added to your project. Remarkable. One of the things that I know folks have been trying on the utility scale that perhaps I think you're going to bring into the commercial side is this idea that you're oversizing the system for future value and leveraging the storage capacity to to move the electrons, and it gives the asset owner a little bit more flexibility. Can you talk about examples of projects that you've been able to do where you actually just like are able to maximize the entire rooftop? Yeah, I mean, it's just 
the biggest, well, I'll, I'll speak to a level even before that. The biggest competitor today to energy storage is defaulting to not doing anything because energy storage is complex and only makes sense at a huge scale point, right? So we give ultimate flexibility to this. A customer can start with 50 kilowatt hours that becomes an a la carte adder to a PV system, but know that they have the, the, the ability to come back and expand that site. And the reasons they might want to expand storage is future value in grid services or future demand from EV charging or future loads from that, or changes in utility, like what we're seeing right now, right? Imagine having a system that's flexible enough that could hedge against any future changes the utility wants to throw at you, that you can come back and add storage to that project to basically do uh, zero supply export, or any future thing that would maximize the savings for that customer. You have made a lot of decisions as a CEO. That is, the, that is part, of, part and parcel to your job. You have to make conjectures about what you believe is true. You have to rally the rest of the world around that truth. And you have to plow forward making decision after decision. What have you changed your mind about in the last 6, 12 months? Maybe 6, 12 days. That's a good question. Ooh. I, think, I, didn't, I didn't prep him for this question. Yeah, you didn't prep me for this question. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's interesting. Companies usually, in the process of launching products or technologies, they create sometimes what they've created wasn't their initial thesis, right? And I think we've come to the realization that panel-level storage, which is what we're pioneering or not, we have created very unique uh, IP around thermal management of batteries that is actually very valuable to anyone that's doing an outdoor-based battery system. So right now we're in discussions with some partners of actually potentially partnering with them with our IP because ultimately we want to create you know, long-lasting products for this industry. And in order to do that with energy storage, you have to solve thermal management. There are applications where you may want to do centralized systems but use a very unique thermal management process over a panel-level storage. We're not saying that panel-level storage is the panacea for every application. Got it. A couple of years ago, I asked you how strong, how strong the IP aspect and licensing might be. And what I think I'm hearing you say is like the idea of this Yada inside could very well be a new channel for Yada moving forward. We're on a mission to basically grow solar and storage. So it can happen in many different ways. This is the industry that, that I've been in for 12, 13 years now. Uh, it's, we're in a ex very exciting place. When I first started doing solar and storage, we were working with basically car batteries. That's right. And series them together to create a 48-volt system. And now we've come to a point where basically almost every booth in this trade show has some sort of a battery product that's integrated and simplified. So the next evolution of that is how do we make these systems more durable, longer-lasting, that they can mirror the life of the PV and the microinverters or the string inverters, and it's a complete system. Omid Bakubi is the CEO of Yada Energy, and you've been listening to a live broadcast of Suncast here at the Innovation Stage at InterSolar North America 2022. Omid, thank you for taking the time out of the busy schedule that you have today to join us. Thanks, Nico. It's great being here. It's great being back at an industry trade show. All right. Well, that's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warrior. I hope that you enjoyed this rebroadcast of our live interview with Omid Badkube at InterSolar North America. I'm really grateful that you showed up for this one. And I'm curious, what do you think of the Yada system? What do you think of commercial industrial storage in general? Is there someone else out there that I should be interviewing and has not yet graced the Suncast stage? I'd love it if you'd make an intro for me there. If you want to enjoy even more episodes like this, well, you're in luck because we've got more than 435 episodes, resources, highlights, and discussions along with social media links to each and every guest 
their book recommendations if they've given them and so much more over in the show notes on our website. And as I mentioned in the intro, you'll be able to find many of these broadcasts on our YouTube channel. Just search for Suncast Media over on YouTube. And if you've been wondering how you could partner with Suncast as a sponsor like Yada does, get coaching from me personally to help scale your clean energy business, maybe you're looking to transition into solar or storage, or just commune with a like-minded soul, you can find out how over at mysuncast.com. Stick around on this Thursday for a fantastic interview with my friend Alex Williams of Solar Energy Partners as we take a look into the wild and crazy world of residential solar sales teams. Alex has built an impeccable business of more than 200 folks out beating the street, knocking on doors. He's hired over a thousand individuals into this organization. Yes, during the pandemic and his business is growing like crazy. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>